And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. Who that time's yours? I never like to mislead the wonderful listeners of this illustrious podcast. But if, if I'm going to pick a time to lie to the audience, I guess it might be saying a sentence something like, Probably no podcast on Thursday into Friday. We'll probably take a day off because probably nothing's going to happen. And then, you know, you push back away from the keyboard for like a solid 45 minutes. And before you know it, Kadarius Tony, Kansas City Chief. Yeah, sure. Why not? We're here with a little emergency edition of Times Ours. Joshua Briscoe, Nate Taylor, and Seth Kaiser. That's right. We got all three of us together on a real short notice for a real, uh, I mean, a, a really sort of Shocking trade? I don't know if that's overselling it, guys, but tell you what, he was not seriously on my radar. I, I knew that the Giants were uh, were not happy with him, and he was not happy with the Giants, but at no point that I think, yeah, third and a six from the Chiefs ought to do it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, thank you, fellas. It's, I'm, I'm glad to be the, the 12-year-old taking over the leadership of, of, of the parentless house, I guess. Um <laughs> Me, me and Holly uh, truly enjoyed that on our way back uh, from San Francisco. <laughs> she was like, you know, let's let's uh, let's let's turn it on. Let's see, let's let, let's hear the fellas, you know, because she loves you, you fellas. Um, and then yeah, we were we were bursting out laughing uh, from the start. Um, so a little inside journalism, kids. Hey, it's the bye week. Uh, you know, you've been working. It's it's time to take some time off. This is what my own editor told me. Um, and you understand that the trade deadline is next Tuesday, you know. So most of the times you go, hey, let's see how these games work out. Let's see who are real sellers, real buyers. You know, you got another sample size to like glean from to better inform you. <sighs> Yeah, man. So, what I had said on public radio on Wednesday was, and this is with Carrington, was just, hey, it's not going to be a seventh. It's not going to be a three or a one or a two. It's basically the Ryan Poles and like a six rounder. Somewhere in that range. And the thought process, I think for a lot of fans, me included, was that this mostly ties in with like pass rusher. Uh, we obviously saw the move that happened yesterday. Um, what, what's the gentleman's name, Josh? He used to play for the for the Bears. Now he plays for the Eagles. There's too many names to keep track of in this in this silly league. Uh, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Thank you. Yes. yes. Uh, it was by the <laughs> by the way, thirty two, one sack. Smells like a Melvin Ingram signing. If I if I've ever seen one or a trade, I should say. All right, so that's not gonna happen. And so. You know they want to add to receiver. 
you know, Odell Beckham Jr. is just, you know, rehabbing for somebody. Uh, and this is like such a clear Andy Reid, Brett Veach move that I'm honestly furious with myself that I did not see it coming. <laughs> Seth, what'd you think? You know, the only way to be more sure that the Chiefs are going to do something than having us do a podcast saying they're not going to do something yeah. is to have all of us be like, you know what? Let's take a week off, fellas. <laughs> not even um, a week. Just a, just like two days. Yeah, it, that, that's what we all agreed to. Hey, Brett, if you could just leave Halloween alone, I'm going to be really busy. The current game is is the is Saturday night. Saturday? Like, just, are you done now, Brett? Sorry, Seth, go ahead. No, no, I think that's a perfectly reasonable question to ask, Brett. I've got a feeling he might not be. I, I was surprised they went with receiver, but in this context, with this player, with this contract, I'm not. Um, and so I, I know there's a tons of ins and outs to talk about here, but I can tell you that I've already looked at every snap he took in week one of this year, which is basically every snap he took all year. Mm, you that's turned right. Paul McCartney that, that, to tell us about it? That is, that? that is Seth coming to the... Is it a window? I think it's a window. Well, that's Seth coming to the window as Birdman, rubbing them hands together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm What I'm going to do is basically look at... There, there were there were several weeks in in 2021 where he got a fair number of targets. I'm going to try to look at all four of those weeks by tomorrow morning. Um, why do I do this to myself? I don't know. I have a jury what? trial next what? week, guys. But, but the Chiefs signed Kadarius Tony, and that's important. So I'm hey, going to look hey, at that. Hey, if it's if it's not Yusef, it's that poor offensive assistant. In the analytics department, hey, give me all the give me all the Kadarius Tony cutoffs. <laughs> give me everything you got. I, I would just say so. I'm I, I have a take after looking at what's available in 2022, and obviously he's hurt. Ish. Maybe Ish. he's unless, hurt. Unless it. you ask him directly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he? I, and I haven't followed oh, yeah, here. Oh, he's this. He is tweeting like a free man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, the most so, the, the thing directly related to the health was not. It's gonna sound like it was a quote tweet for a joke or something. It it wasn't. Um, it was. Oh, come on, please load, boy. The the second we're doing a podcast, my internet decides to go ahead and take a quick breather. Um, he said, "Wait, hold on. Is that tweet gone? Hold on. Wait oh, a no. oh no! Oh no! Did he delete that one? Oh, oh. oh. can I find it? Oh. Let me get on. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has made a phone call. <laughs> Andy's he made a phone call. They say you are not in New York anymore. <laughs> you get a chance to play with Patrick Mahomes. I'm guessing there might have been an adjective in there. Hey, dog, he was easily home. Did it's he really? Let's go. There are a couple that are still out here. Uh, but not a lot. What he tweeted was basically jokes would be funny if I was still hurt, though, I think was basically the, the gist of it. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I'm, that is that is so funny because you know what happened there was <laughs> it, and I don't even know if Andy made that call himself. Maybe it was Brett, maybe it was Heather. Because I'm sure they they had communications before a trade. You know, mm. hey, you feel like you're ready to go, you know, blah, blah, whatever they do. I'm assuming however they talk to players before a trade gets completed, it's hard to say. 
Although, man, that'd be tough to do. But you know there was a phone call made there like, hey, you're in Kansas City. You get to play with Patrick Mahomes. We we might have some opportunities for you this year. I don't know if you've seen our offense, but it's real good. And shut up. <laughs> this is Kansas City. Like, all you need to do to know how Kansas City does things is do the before and after Tyreek Hill. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco? I <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco has been pretty free with some of the things that he says. Not lately. But not lately. That man had a vest on them quotes. I mean, there's he, a reason there's a reason Tyreek Hill's podcasting empire began the second he got to Miami. <laughs> this yep. is I hope, I hope this is this is why people tune in. Um but, uh-huh. but no, like um he in in a couple tweets, every Giants fan, which I think is really interesting, you should take into account how do how do the fans of the of the team he was just traded from feel about this man? And you talk to a number of people in the league. He's 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 gonna have to grow from a professionalism standpoint. There were some off the field issues in college that um made him, you know. Just you just wanted to make sure how was he going to mature uh, as he entered and really started his NFL career. And Giants fans read those tweets as like, "See, this is the problem," um, or part of the problem. You know, hamstrings being the, the issue right now. Um, and then on the other side, there are Chiefs fans being like, "See, he wants to play for a real winner." Oh, <laughs> um, and take that however you may, but like neither neither side's wrong is ultimately what I'm trying to get at. Is like, you know, he could he's gonna have to mature. Um, there's yes. no question about that from the from my real understanding of like who he is and and basically who he was coming out of the coming out of the combine and in the, the visits and the draft, which is why I put out Dame Brugler's um summary of him because that was two years ago and every word is just about right like just about every word that he projected from him has actually come to fruition some good some bad some interesting like characteristics from a personality standpoint but it could still be good if he stayed healthy and that's kind of where we are uh, I want to do it real quick so, so I can close all these tabs. First of all, there's a, a good summary of all of this on The Athletic right now uh, with Nate and the whole team of everyone else over there on the NFL uh, side. So you, you can check that out on The Athletic, along with Seth's recent piece. Yes, returning to the pages of The Athletic. Uh, and then also, Seth, I, I have a story for you later when we have more time about uh, your Chris Jones uh, article up in the newsletter. It's tremendous. Any other show, we would talk about that as well here today. But but go check out the required reading from The Athletic and on the newsletter uh, for, for the non-Kadarius Tony stories that maybe we'll talk about whenever our next episode is. Obviously, by week still, we'll, we'll have some extra time. But with that being said, Nate, why don't you go ahead and walk me through it then from the Chiefs' perspective here. You you tweeted something literally like minutes after I said the same uh, the same direction on the radio, and it made me feel so good, as it always does, to be validated by either of you after I've already come up with a thought, because it means I can't be that far off base. Uh, so will you will you walk us through a little bit why the Chiefs thought this move was worth making, um, and, and frankly, like if you were surprised by the fact that this deal ended up getting done? Yeah, I was surprised by the fact of this deal getting done today because 
you know, you have until December 1st. Or it's not December. You have until November 1st. Excuse me. Um, so you have a few more days to, like, talk some things through or, like, see what other options are available to you, which is always interesting when you get to the deadline because you do want to take, you know, as many calls as you can and sort of see who's really on the block, who's really not on the block. Um, the thing that I knew about two weeks ago, and maybe I should have said it more, and I didn't really write it because, again, you're not sure how these things are going to play out. But what was true and what Baird uh, actually occurring was that the Ryan Poles honorary pick, I mean, put that pick in the rafters already. Uh, <laughs> the Ryan Poles pick was going to be used if they were going to execute a trade. Um, that's that's what I understood talking to a number of people in the league. Like, hey, once you, when any team has like a, a second two or a second three, like they're pretty much primed to be ready to, to, to use it at their disposal. Um, so you back that with the six, which where they are in the standings right now, that it might as well be a seventh rounder. And from the Chiefs' perspective, that Ryan Poles pick is a fourth rounder. Like compensatories come after the third round. It's basically a high fourth and a low seventh. Technically, I have to write and we have to say factually that it is a compensatory third round pick in a six-round pick. Once you get through those compensatories, that six is a seventh based on where the Chiefs are going to be picking. Chiefs fans will hope that it's the 32nd slot. And that third-round pick is essentially a fourth-round pick because you have already gone through the actual traditional third round. It's as low... I won't say low risk, but it is as modest of a trade as you can make where last year... They were in a more desperate state, I would say. And this is also in relation to, like, well, what about pass rush? Their offense, or excuse me, their defense was so bad last year that they kind of were fortunate to get Melvin Ingram for a six because nobody else was offering anything for Melvin Ingram. He turned out to be, obviously, a, a real contributor for the stretch run of the season. This time, Kadarius Tony doesn't really have to be a like massive contributor can you catch punts can you be a punt returner can you like find a niche there um then can we sort of scheme you open in certain situations certain personnel groups you know maybe if it comes down to the opponent sure but this is a longer term play for 2023 and 2024 because he's under a rookie contract that you are controlling that is cheaper than he would be on a free agency market or if you don't want to be, if you don't feel like you have to be big players in free agency next season, which may occur because you still have draft picks and you're getting younger at that position, you have Sky Moore, you still have Juju Smith Schuster, you can maybe get him on another one year deal if you want to go that route or if he wants to go that route. Because I think Juju Smith Schuster is smart enough to know that like there's a bigger Apple in general coming with these TV contracts. Um, it's just about. Can a full offseason, can he really get in the playbook? Can he just get a taste of it this season so that next season he'll be like a real maybe starting level contributor, right? With MVS, Sky Moore, and Tony are pretty much all that's on the roster. And which, you know whichever rookie they take in the draft. Um, this is pretty much another bet on Patrick Mahomes. And this is Andy Reid sort of saying, hey... Um, 
much like DeAndre Baker, we're going to give you an opportunity and we'll see if you can, if, if our circumstance, if our situation is better than what happened in New York. It's interesting to me that like people bring up DeAndre Baker because of some of the off field, off field stuff too, which is interesting. Cause like, you know, Tony's got his own thing. And I think similarly, both players need to mature and become more professional in their careers or in their fields. DeAndre Baker was having a excellent end of the season debut, and then he had a freak accident. So we'll never know if that truly worked out. I guess you could say it didn't, but that wasn't a trade. And so this time they're taking a player, if he could just be healthy and mature sooner rather than later, could potentially be a weapon for Patrick Mahomes um, because he's young, dynamic, quick twitch, and knows what to do when he has a football in his hands. Uh, I'm Seth, I'm, I'm hitting snooze. I'm making you go third here because mine's going to be quick and it plays into why this makes sense, I think. Also, I did find the tweet in a tab that I had open. I had not yet closed, so it's not gone to me. Going to need uh, you to screenshot that, bad boy. Got, got it for you right here in a little uh, Microsoft Paint, a little uh, screenshot saved up here. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure you see it. But it was that joke would have been funny if I was actually hurt still, LOL. Irrelevant people don't get updates. Laughing emoji, uh, uh, shrugging emoji. So that's a, I don't know what it I don't know what it means, but the Chiefs didn't like it seems like. So <laughs> take that for what you will. Um, here's here's what I would add that to double down on what you said there, Nate. I think the most important numbers involved in this deal are the uh, two and two point five that are relevant in the next couple of years. In 2023, his salary is just under $2 million. In 2024, it's just over two and a half. Fifth year option would be there for 2025. That's a year and a half out, that decision. So we'll see. I mean, the Chiefs would be thrilled to have the reason to pick that up, I'm sure. So this, in, a, in addition to being that that long-term play in terms of looking at the next year, McCole Hardman seems gone. Juju seems like he's going to get more expensive, and we'll see what the Chiefs feel like they're going to do with that. But ultimately, if there is a place where I am going to be on board with this trade where I wouldn't have been for say Brandon cooks. It's because this is basically trading up a third and a six to go draft Kadarius Tony, but you lost his first year and a half. Uh, he, th- this is not the paying twice that I talk about all the time with the trade for Brian Burns and then giving him a hundred million dollars or Frank Clark or whatever. Those really grind my gears. If you can get a guy with some team control left on a rookie contract, that does matter to me in terms of the value of a draft pick. Part of the reason a draft pick is so valuable isn't just because it could be a boat back there, but it's because it would be a boat on a rookie contract. And that that makes me a lot more patient uh, for a, a trade like this one to kind of understand the angles. I, I think the money in the, the rookie deal there matters, especially for a team that, you know, is going to hopefully give Chris Jones a big bag of money and reorganize some things pretty soon, et cetera, et cetera. God, if they don't, I will freak out. I, I am I, nervous. I will- I, I mean, you don't even understand the I'm level of hate that will come out of me. I know. It, I think it, maybe that's going to get you to earn the explicit tag for one episode. Right. There. Oh. Anyway, no sense but, getting upset about something that hasn't happened. Right. Nate, you, you say things. <laughs> but, but, by the way, they do have his fifth year option. Yep. Um, so that's also a bonus, too, because he's a former first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have five years uh, of service before he actually reaches true free agency. All right, right. Seth, what have you seen? 
Um, I just wanted to, for starters, agree with you guys on that. I mean, you know, you've got the fifth year option. And so really you've got, you've got the rest of this year and then three full years of cost control. And that's if you don't include the franchise tag. So it's not even similar to like trading for Orlando Brown, right? Who had one year left right. on his right. deal. This is multiple years. Um, and you, you traded and him he, for a and third. He, and, he, and he didn't want to play there anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he had made it quite clear. And that's, and, and that's. Get me a, up out of here. And that's potentially a red flag in terms of, okay, how is he going to handle it when he goes through some hard times in Kansas City? Um, there's an old expression that wherever you go, there you are. And. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it's, you know, hard times are going to come in Kansas City, too. Like, just because they have great players and a great coach doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they don't go through some hard times. They, they don't go through some hard losses. How will you handle that? Because, again, wherever you go, there you are. So can you handle that better than what he's learned how to handle it? That's going to be a question. Not everyone can. Um, or not everyone chooses to. And so it's going to be interesting to see whether the NFL has humbled him yet. Because Kansas City has the advantage of being able to say to someone, honestly, look, man, if you can't succeed here, um, I don't know where else you think you're going to succeed. And so I would just say that that said, because, you know, the tweets, I'm looking at the tweets and, you know, I understand he's probably not thrilled with Giants fans that are constantly chirping at him. So people start to whatever, blah, blah, blah. I get it. And we'll see what the maturity looks like. That said, I looked at just the week one snaps and I could see why he would be annoyed with his role in the offense. But not even just that, but like there was probably 100 yards left on the table had he just been targeted a couple times that he was wide open and i'm not saying that's constant i don't know this is just one game right but it's at least worth noting and you can see on film he moves weird he is he, he's he's so twitchy in a weird way and it seems very tough for opponents to keep up with him he's got good acceleration based on what i'm seeing so far i'm mm-hmm. gonna look back at some of the games he was targeted in 2021 but you can see why he got upset. You could see him get visibly upset after a couple of these. Now, again, that's going to have to come down because when it's Patrick Mahomes that misses you, calm down. It's not going to happen often. Like, to be fair, Travis Kelsey gets upset when he gets missed. So you can see why he got upset. And if anyone's wondering, well, he wasn't producing. Well, he, he could have had easily a 100-yard-plus day in week one just with just two targets that I've looked at here. Uh, did you see the the clip of him hitting the like little f- just just foot pivot on uh, on Diggs against the Cowboys? Yes, the, the absolute that change of direction right there. Like I saw, I mean, that I might have made a noise. I don't know. It it it, it seems like his stop start is is special. Um, is is that is that true? Is there a specific trait that that stands out to you? Um, it, it's hard to describe because like with his quickness. It looks different than other players' quickness and not in the same way Tyree Kills does in that it's like almost fake, you know, like where it's so fast. Tony looks very, very fast, but he's more able to be fast in situations that that other players can't be fast 
if that makes sense. It's kind of like he's got like, like like he's double jointed or something with the way that he can the way that he can move. And so it's that's definitely something there. The 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 quickness under any circumstance is rare. There's a certain type of body control there that's required that most people just don't have. Because if you try to move quick, you fall down. <laughs> like the quicker you try to move. So I think that's what I've seen to go along with some good speed. And so, I mean, those are things you can work with. There's, those are very high level traits. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, is there a real concern, Nate, about his health like as a standing issue? Yeah, health and maturity. And can you perform at a consistent level? which is also something that he didn't do in New York. Mm-hmm. Now you could say, is that in relation to the injuries? Is that in relation to <sighs> look, Giants fans will agree with me if I, if they listen and, and to what I'm saying, Seth, I, I'm, I pity you for, for looking back at film of last year's Giants team. Cause that mm-hmm. is, that team was so incompetently coached compared to this year's team where, Talent level really hasn't changed outside of Saquon Barkley being healthy. But, man, they're way better coached. They're just so better coached. Dog, Joe just kneeled on it. Yeah, I might not have shot the practice if Joe Judge was my coach. Yeah, no, I get that. that was, I don't blame him no. So, like, in some ways, from an individualistic standpoint, it's like maybe Tony understood. This ain't it, coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, now he's got his own things because – you know, he's going to have to stay healthy. Um, 
This trade is also, in a, on a smaller note, a this trade really comes down to how good is your um, training staff, right? I mean, Rick Bokholder's been there for a while. Obviously, you got Tiffany, you got Julie. Um, what can they do for Tony similar to what they've done uh, for, you know, a, a good amount of guys? You know, the, the one that obviously comes to mind first off is someone like Jody Fortson. Mm. Um so I don't want to scare you, but my first thought would be a guy like Sammy Watkins, where it is like hamstring stuff a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that. exactly. And I, I make I don't love invoking that because that was not the coolest part of his time here. Yeah, but but when but, you know, I do have to remind people all the time that like he did he did play in the 2018 playoffs and the oh, 2019 yeah. playoffs. No, so he, I, I don't I don't think that deal was bad. I just that part of it. Yeah, right. Think about um and and so you know this will be this will be this will be a new this will be a new challenge for the training staff to make sure that like if he is fully healthy or close to fully healthy how can you maintain him um throughout the course of of this season and obviously can you build him up to be maybe a stronger more conditioned athlete for 2023 and 2024 um but it's 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 cool it's it's um it's it's clearly something to talk about, which is why we're here. But as I tweeted earlier, this does not remove them from pursuing Odell Beckham Jr., who would be seen as a more instant, you know, microwave, how hot can we get this as soon as possible for, you know, a, a postseason run, where Tony is obviously, I think, more geared and designed for Let's let's give him let's get him a taste. Let's get him a couple sniffs. And if all goes right, we won't need him in January. We'll 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 be happy to have him um, with the understanding that, like, he could be an even better player in 2023 and 2024 if he gets through this season the correct way. Um, Some people I'm sure are listening and wondering, will there be any more moves? Will there be a pass rusher to walk through that door? Um. I don't think it's going to be Brian Burns and I'm not sure they're going to make a deal for a pass rusher. I think by them executing this today pretty much signifies that they're going to need a miracle for someone to give an edge rusher of importance before the deadline on Tuesday. Uh, here's, here's my sort of final dismount. And then Seth, I'll give you the last word on kind of the, the evaluation. If there's anything else, my, my immediate thought at third and sixth was it felt like a lot. I wonder if somebody else was breathing down the Chiefs' neck and, you know, was offering a third and the Chiefs threw in a sixth that was, you know, again, with the compensatory being at the very end of that round, making it virtually a high fourth, all of those things you already mentioned, Nate. Um, I don't absolutely adore the value for the Chiefs. If Kadarius Tony would have gotten traded somewhere else for a fourth or like a fifth and a sixth or something, I wouldn't have batted an eye. I would have been like, oh, that... You know, they, it seemed like they were really done with him. A third and a sixth feels like a bit much, even with the caveat that it's kind of a fourth and an early seventh, if you want, I suppose. <laughs> I also think it's at least a little interesting that Mike Kafka is the, the offensive coordinator in New York. And I don't know what it means. And I'm not pretending to know what it means. I mentioned that on, on the radio today. And Jason kind of had the thought of, you know, having Kafka there might have made communication with the Giants easier. My first thought was, 
it doesn't seem like the Giants had any real desire to keep working with Kadarius Tony, and I wonder what that meant to Mike Kafka and to everyone else building out that offense right now, where other guys have looked good. It's like Saquon Barkley looks like a new man, and Daniel Jones looks semi-competent running mm-hmm. an offense of a team that's winning. Yeah. Those things all reflect poorly on Tony in New York. I don't know that that is directly correlating to what he'll be in Kansas City, but it's it's just some more noise around this this transaction that I I think is really really interesting. However, my my big takeaway is that I am very glad it was a move like this as opposed to being a move like this for a Brandon Cooks type or or frankly even maybe a an older pass rusher. I would have been fine with Robert Quinn, I guess. I that that wasn't a, a crazy price either, but. I'm glad that that we can all look at this and say, hey, man, as soon as you feel like your hands are working and you got the hamstrings to move upfield, you can start returning those punts and then they'll work <laughs> you into the offense later on. That that makes sense to me, um, even even as it's maybe a little rich for my blood. Seth, what do you think? I I agree with all that. I uh, the, the thing about Tony is that he has unique traits and those are things that are hard to come by. This definitely feels like a multi-year move. Um, and so that makes, you know, the the cost doesn't really bother me that much, but you know how I feel about draft picks. So, mm-hmm. um, And it's better but, with the contract. Yeah, it's much better with the contract because like you said, it's you, you might as well be grabbing a third-round guy and having a slightly shorter contract. Fair enough. Right. Um, and, and I would just say, like, had prior to this season starting and some of the weirdness that was tension between him and the new coaches and maybe him and whoever had, you know, and so he's been injured basically, right? Had the chiefs traded for Tony. Oh, I don't know. Two months ago for this amount, people would be losing their minds. And that just goes to show how quickly we make up our minds about stuff. When we're looking at the NFL, they would have been like, Oh my goodness. I can't believe the NFL is letting them get away with this. Mm -hmm. But the injury thing matters. Because it was multiple times that he was hurt last year, lingering type injuries, some inactives and that kind of stuff. And if he can't stay healthy, I mean, that's just not going to work. Um, so we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. But, you know, that that guy, a third and a sixth, that guy, those traits, that contract, yeah, fair enough. I, I would really, really like to see a pass rusher, though. Well, if you want to read about the Chiefs' best edge rusher, as I mentioned earlier, that's in the Chief in the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com, plus uh, Seth's new piece up on theathletic.com. And, uh, of course, Nate, I don't, I know you were supposed to be away on your bye week here. I don't know what the plan beyond that's going to be, but there's already a summary of the trade up in The Athletic, including Nate's insight, as well as uh, a bunch of others involved in that piece as well. We've all been tweeting about this today. I'm sure we'll all be tweeting all weekend through a Chiefsless weekend of NFL football at JB Briscoe, at by Nate Taylor, at Real MN Chiefs fan. That's the three of us. And uh, frankly, I don't know exactly when our next episode will be. I've, I've <laughs> learned now that make a plan and God laughs or Brett Veach laughs. I don't one of them laughs. So uh, we'll do a podcast again very soon. But unless something r- really, truly unforeseeable happens. Hold on. Knock on wood. Then uh, we'll be back sometime early next week and uh, get previewing the uh, the second half of the Chiefs season and a little Sunday night football Chiefs Titans following up on that. So with that being said, thanks for listening to this edition of Times Ours. Nate, get us out of here. I think I'm going to be in Union Station Saturday night, kids. Let's go current! 
who are playing for the championship of the NWSL, and they will play the Portland Thorns. They will smoke them, and I will be cheering amongst all of Kansas City um, in support of our women's soccer team. So that's what I'm going to do on Saturday um, is root for the Kansas City Current. And outside of that, you should do it too. There is no Chiefs game this weekend. You have no excuse. Support the women's soccer team. They are a goal or two away from winning a championship. And it's been really fun over the last two weeks in the press box to be like, what's the score? What's the score? Oh, my God, they scored. Yes, let's go. Um, so that's how I'll get us out of here. If you're in Kansas City, uh, if you care about the city, uh, if you have some time, come on down to Union Station and watch the Kansas City Current become champion.